Coming up, the top 10 things to tell your realtor before you start looking for houses. Hey everyone, Sean Falk with Moving to Orlando, your experts in helping you move to the Orlando area and live your Disney dream. So for today's topic, it is a top 10 list uh, in no particular order, but we do uh, sometimes, obviously, people reach out to us to help them find their dream home, and we've kind of compiled 10 things that you can do on your end to help us as your agent understand better what it is you're looking for so we can streamline and give you the best advice we know how to tell you uh, on on getting started so you can move and live and live your Disney dream. So uh, for today, uh, I'm joined by Miss Danielle George. Hello. And Mr. Drake Shadwell. Hey, everybody. It's good to see you. And uh, so we are going to talk, they're both realtors, I'm a realtor, so if you want to reach out to any of us to uh, buy a home here in the Central Florida area, feel free to go to our website, movingtoorlando.com, and use our contact us form, or you can contact admin, A-D-M-I-N, at movingtoorlando.com, and we'll be able to help you uh, get started, and you can help us get started by taking these 10 things to heart and remembering them. And we have a phone number too. Does anyone know the phone number? I do. Like, okay. I have, I pulled so, it up. I, okay. as you started this, this line, I was like, uh, the toll free number is eight, five, 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 eight, five, five, six, five, zero move. That's eight, five, five, six, five, zero, six, six, eight, three. Back to you, Sean. Awesome. That's my, I'm over sales. So like, that's like Pete's thing. Oh, so I don't know. And Pete is gone. <laughs> he is on his birthday trip right now. So that, that's a him thing. So I'm just over sales. Um, so I actually don't even know where the phone number goes. Like, so if you call it, I'm not sure exactly who, does it go to you? It goes or, to me. It yep. goes to Danielle. Okay. Uh, Danielle is also our, our admin. So I guess it goes to her. So, um, but, uh, yeah, so we have come up with 10 things, um, that you can do to help us help you and we can all help each other back and forth. So, um, um, I will let Drake kick us off with number one. Absolutely. So I wanted to talk about um, new build versus resale. So a lot of times we get from that contact form, um, it'll say new build, single family home, uh, home. If you can go ahead and clarify some details of like, I don't want to resale or I want to res something that someone's lived in, but it's new. Um, or I want to build a home from scratch, a semi-custom, something like that. Giving those details when you're looking for a new build is going to help. And also going ahead and being upfront and being like, oh, I have no interest in a resale. I only want new builds or vice versa. Um, because the timeline for a new build versus a resale are completely different. Um, if you're looking to buy a year out uh, with resale, I say, oh, we are in information gathering stage. We are fine. We have plenty of time. Mm -hmm. If you're in that eight to 12 month range for a new build, I'm like, okay, we need to start getting this ball rolling. Like we, especially if you want to build something from scratch. Like, I don't know if, uh, how much y'all have dealt with, like, I don't uh, this is something to mix, me. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, uh, I obviously we, we have that a lot where some people are like, I want, and obviously your mind can change throughout the process. So we're not saying, Hey, you don't contact if you don't know or whatever, we can help guide you through. But if you are, if you adamantly know, Hey, I want new construction and I don't mean something built in the last five years. I mean, I want to go to a builder and build something from the ground up then that's kind of what we need to know. We're going to assume that's what you mean if you say new construction. But if you're like, well, we would have been happy with something in the last five years, and now we're like a month in, and 
you know, you've missed di- deadlines and all these kind of things, then, like, we didn't know that at that time. So just keeping us posted on on that is super helpful. Right. And having, you know, the new construction, are we talking completely ground up? Or are we looking at an inventory or spec home that's already been in the process of permitting? It's been built already. And, it you know, you don't have a lot of options to choose from, mm. um, but you're still able to move a little bit quicker than you're starting at, like, a completely new construction. But it's still a new build. It, yeah. yeah, technically still a new build. You just don't uh, get a lot of the different design choices that some people want in a new construction. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Uh, Oh, it's me for the second one. Um, so uh, I, I keep thinking we're going to go this way, but we're not. Um, so for the second one, um, knowing the size of the home, the lot, um, and the age uh, are really going to be helpful. Um, we do get people sometimes that are like, hey, I don't want anything that's you know more than 20 years old. Um, and we can realistically point you in the right direction. I People all the time tell me I want... Uh, a single family home and it needs to a single family home with you know four bedrooms in this whatever budget it is and i want it to be built within the last 20 years well in the last 20 years people started building up not out so if you could settle for something maybe from the 80s then i can get you a single story that's you know wider and you're going to have a bigger lot but if you want something from the last 20 years because you don't want to do a remodel then you're probably not going to be able to get that. It's going to be built up and we're going to set your parameters to that. And if you're like, Hey, I'm, I found my own thing on Zillow and I sent it to, you know, that kind of stuff. And I'm like, well, because that house is from 1993 and they're like, but it's been remodeled. So we would be, I'm like, but I, I don't know that. Like you, you, you said in the last 20 years, so we looked in the last 20 years. Um, so if you're cool with that, and that usually just us knowing it, it's going to open the conversation for us to say, Hey, like, why don't we look for some remodeled things or things that have already had the roof changed and all that. So yeah, yeah. it's a little tougher on our end uh, through the MLS system, which is our database of mm. all it's better than like realtor Zillow. It's more up to date, has a lot more information, but in that sense, we can't necessarily narrow down like age of the roof or remodeled or things like that. But absolutely knowing that you're open to these things, can open the door for a lot more that we can personalize for you. And for me, the size of the home is like knowing how many bedrooms do you need? How many bathrooms do you need? Like it's, it can seem very like elementary to you, but for me, I don't know what's going on in your head. And so that's, that's where I start. I start with bedrooms and baths. And then if you know your square footage, if you know um, your lot size, like these are really definitive things. Like, you know you have two kids. Uh, you know you your your mom is going to have to live with you, that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. even if you don't know necessarily, okay, I want this size of house or I want two stories, that's something we can discover together and we can figure out. But these are – a size of the home, lot, and age might be some of the, these things to start you off. And it's a great place for us to start and we can start discovering these different things together. Yeah. Because if I know, hey – because, I mean, somebody will say, I want a big lot. Does that mean a big lot in Manhattan is a difference than a big lot in East Texas? Like, so I don't know what that means to you. And uh, so I can all go based on what that means to me. But even with like size of the home, like one of the biggest ones that people do, they're like, oh, I want a five bedroom. And then eventually I 
figure out they want a five bedroom because they're planning on using the fifth bedroom as an office. But I could have found you a four bedroom house with an office. Like, you know, and you would have just opened up the door to so many things a little bit easier. Um, and if I had come across something like that, I would have. But if you just say five bedrooms, I'm going to think you need five bedrooms. Like, you need five rooms with closets in them because you just have a, a lot of kids or a lot of family coming or something. I just won't know. So that's good information to tell us. Um, and so our third good information to tell us, Danny. <laughs> uh, it is accessibility. Um, definitely when you have um, you know people moving in a wheelchair, um, people who are a little bit older, you need to be able to have accessibility features like wider door frames. Um, in Florida, the ADA compliancy is 32 inches for a door frame to be compliant. Um, I have dealt with some clients, they wanted 36, um, just because, you know, having the extra room for turns, anything like that is essential. Um, not a lot of houses here that I've noticed um, in the price point of about uh, 400000 or less have a lot of those uh, compliant needs that people are looking for. Mm -hmm. So there are a lot of good federal grants that you can do to retrofit um, a lot of resale houses, of course. Costs can vary on that, but yeah. um, it's essential finding something that's going to work. So single story, single family, uh, very common around here. So starting off at that point, I know I can get you something uh, in that, and then we can work together to try to help uh, help you get something better. No, I agree with that for sure. Um, it, that's always good info to have. Even on the new build end, if you let us know, hey, you want to do a new build, I'm usually going to suggest Kahov Nanian. That's, I mean, they they they're already pretty compliant with everything. They have really wide door frames. They've really, uh, they really have a mind for that uh, that style of stuff. So even on whether it's new build, resale, whatever, that's always. Um, going to be super helpful or we'll get people with condos like here in florida if the building the building has to be at least four stories for them to add an elevator so they could add one if it's less but they have to if it's if it's four stories and up so you see a lot of buildings here in in florida complexes and stuff that are only three floors and that's specifically because they don't then they don't have to spend the money to build elevators and do all that so if we know we can filter things like hey it needs to be on the ground floor or floor four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, whatever, and, and higher, but we just, it'll just eliminate all those possibilities. And that's going to be easier for us rather than putting unit has an elevator. It might be easier for us to just put, you need a fourth floor and up because we know for sure there's an elevator because that's just legal. And, and it also, I think a lot of this, we talk about what things to tell your realtor. It's all about communicating. Mm. Um, a big one is knowing whether or not you're interested in retrofitting or it needs to come ready to go mm. because we can split your search. We can, we can send you separate homes, one where, okay, these are, are already compliant, already ready, or these are enough under your budget that you could then retrofit a certain number of things. And if, if you want to take that dual approach, just let communicate. Um, and that's, I'm, I'm really happy we're doing this because it's opening these avenues for communication. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's really the main thing is, is communicating, but like this, even the whole point of this show is really just to prod you at home to be thinking, Hey, what, what, what are my needs? Um, we usually try to stay one step ahead of you to know what your needs are going to be before you do it. But like, if you're already aware, then it, it saves a step there. Um, but anyway, so our uh, fourth one, we'll go back over to Drake. 
I, I uh, asked to talk about timelines. Uh, you heard me talk about how the timeline is super different for new build versus resale. Well, your timeline in general is really important for me to know. When are you coming down? When do you need to move in? Um, how many visits are you going to make? Is, is your first visit, are you actually interested in buying a house after your first visit? Like, are you going to be pre-approved there? Um, and I know Danielle is going to talk more about that. But letting me know how that breaks down because if you're coming i'd like to know if you're in town but if you're just going to look at neighborhoods then and uh, i i need to know that because that is an important step um but if you're coming down to look at houses well i really need to be aware of that because i need to take you um and i also can help you and advise you oh well if your deadline to move in is here in December, well, we need to start looking. I mean, we need you here by October, unless you're buying sight unseen. Um, and that's something that I've been gearing up a lot towards. I try to do these really detailed walkthroughs, these walk and talks. I, I'm really working my drone pilot license to get footage from above. And so knowing whether or not you're even going to be able to make trips down here, that's super important as well. So communicating a timeline and like the details about a pre-approval and uh, that part. Yeah. And that's essential with a timeline because pre-approvals typically last up to three months. It really depends on your lender. So knowing you're going to be moving in, you know, six months. Okay. Maybe you want to get a pre-qualification right now. It's not going to do a hard pull on your credit, but you're able to get a better idea of what we're looking at because that's essential for um, the people that I'm working with a little bit, uh, you know, six months and out. I like to send them homes that are in their price point first to get them a better idea of like, hey, what's even out here? Because it's so much different than a lot of other areas. So I like to give people a better idea of what we can get for your money here. And then once we get closer to a trip down here, um, to your move date, I mean, I usually do about two, two and a half months. Then I'm recommending someone gets a pre-approval so we can, you know, jump on it if we see something we really like. Yeah. And I, I, I agree with that as far as knowing timing, knowing pre-approvals. It just happens a lot where people are like, hey, I already got my pre-approval approval we're moving in may and like it's november and i'm like well that's going to expire um so we can't really do a lot with that and people will come for for scouting missions essentially and for those i mean most of the time uh, at least with me i always just recommend places for people based on so i'll send homes hey here are some good ideas if you see some of the houses you like drive the areas drive the neighborhoods because you're not i mean you're going to get that house because you're not moving so it's going to it'll be sold before you move but like drive the areas and nine times out of ten you're going to figure out you might want to cross that area off your list so we have a lot of people that think they want you know st cloud and then they come and they're like hey you know what we actually drove through claremont and like that's really the area we like and so for me those scouting missions are going to be to just cut things off your list it's i always tell my clients look at it from a very negative light and be like where do i just not want to go so if i know i don't want to live in this area then i just like not even just for me for yourself because no matter what we're sending you houses but everyone like hops on realtor.com they hop on zillow they're gonna look up stuff themselves anyway and like you at home are gonna look up your own things too to get ideas but if you already know hey i don't like that area then you don't have to like put your limited time into searching for those things manually at home either so it helps time-wise on both sides um 
So that is a good segue into mine. So number five is future plans. So if we know, and I, because I do a lot with investments, if I know, hey, you're moving down and you want to buy something right now because you want a snowbird, you want to buy something now, live in it yourself for three months, rent it out the rest of the year, then that's very different than we want to live it for six months and rent it out for the rest of the year because now you've crossed that boundary of long-term rental versus short-term rental you know, talking seven months or less is going to be short-term renting it. If you're going to only live in it three months, maybe you can long-term rent it the rest of the year. But if you know you're going to do six months, then you probably can't. Or if you're not going to do it all at the same time. Um, so us knowing what you need out of this someday, and maybe you're going to move down in completely later, um, but I just need to know what area to start showing you, especially if you plan on short-term renting it out so I can – not, I don't want to bother showing you things and you get your heart set on like, oh, I love a Koei and like, I'm going to get this house and I'm going to put it on Airbnb and stuff. And then you find out, oh, I can't. And I got to be in Davenport and that wasn't where you wanted to be. So yeah. Yeah. I, uh, that was actually one of my, my top things is knowing exactly what do you intend for this purchase? Uh, is this your transition house between, Hey, we're, we're actually going to be building something much bigger. We just need something for a short time or this is our forever home. It gives me a better idea of, okay, what are some things that we need to make sure requirements for you that are vital for, for you to live in? Um, so I think that's the biggest part about knowing, knowing especially what you want to use it for. Awesome. Uh well, Danny, you're also number six. So oh, yeah. You're right there. <laughs> so. <laughs> um, so general hobbies, um, knowing a little bit more about clients, uh, what, you know, if they have kids, if they like to rock climb, if they like to go to the parks, things like that. So I can really pinpoint where I want to put you because um, there are a lot of locations in the central Florida area. Um, there's some we probably have not even talked about of like smaller uh, cities or communities. Um, so really tailoring my search to what you want and what you can get out of the central Florida area. I want to make sure I can do that. So knowing a little bit more about what you like to do, um, what you're expecting when you come down here, just so I can maybe show you an area that you never knew uh, existed and you might fall in love with it. Yeah, I have some uh, I have some buyers right now that you know, I didn't know it when they were coming down, but now that they are down and I've figured out they are extremely avid golfers. Like, I mean, and that really has become their goal is they want a house on the golf course because they want to get up every day, retire and go out and golf. Like that's really what they want to do. So it does limit where it is that they can, they can buy. But of course I've gotten to ex learn and experience, Hey, they're willing to get a fixer upper home have it fixed up before they retire and relocate, and then it's ready to go for when they, uh, they're ready to get down here. And flip side, I just had a couple that really was like, they love outdoorsy things, and they're like, we don't know about moving here because we don't, you know, we like outdoor activities, and they particularly love water stuff and kayaking and all that. And I'm like, I mean, if you love it that much and it's such an integral part of your life, you may want to live near like Wakaiva because there's like Wakaiva Springs and you can kayak and stuff there. So that's going to be a, a pretty good fit. And then somebody's at the door, but mm -hmm. we'll we'll see later. So spoiler <laughs> alert. Um, well, I guess you're not going to get to know who it was, but um, so. <laughs> Drake, number seven. So uh, everyone knows that a really important part of buying a home is your budget, um, like the overall. But it's also 
good to think about it on a monthly scale. So a lot of people focus in on a monthly payment. And if you're one of those people, we need to know um, because there's the difference of how big your budget is, your balloon budget actually for the house. And then you've got things like your HOA. What is your, you know, your homeowner's insurance going to break down to? What is your taxes going to break down to? And so if you're more concerned about your monthly budget, then that's something to let us know. Um, and we can, we can start incorporating that in. Maybe we do drop down um, how high an HOA can be. So if you want to limit some of those expenses, let us know because we can we can incorporate that a little bit. We can have a conversation about what to expect out of an HOA that you're paying $150, $200 for. It's going to vary wildly from where you are, but we might be able to give you an idea of like, this is what your money's getting you. Because it's very easy to see like, oh, I'm paying $400,000 for a house and this is what is in the house. Mm-hmm. But you, we might be able to talk to you a little bit about, okay, yeah, you're paying... You're paying this much every month for this, this, and this, and this. And so that's, uh, I mean, that's really helpful. Yeah, no, I agree. I have um, uh, a lot of people will talk about, especially with HOAs here, um, plenty of people are not familiar with even being part of an HOA. Um, And for me, I just think it comes down to what value does the HOA have. I personally don't mind paying four or $500 a month for an HOA if I'm going to get a lot out of it. If they're going to, you know, mow my grass and I'm going to get a lot of features and amenities and stuff, then yeah, I'm perfectly fine to do that. But really, I think the lawn care ends up being the main one because if you're not going to do the lawn yourself, which it gets really hot here. So if you want to mow your own grass, depending on, even though it's a small lot, um, the HOA is going to be on you to make sure it's maintained if you're cutting it yourself. If you're not and you hire a company, it's about $100 a month. Well, if the HOA will just include the lawn care, then it's worth the $100 for them to take care of that. So for me, it comes down to like what values in it, but it makes complete sense a lot of the time. And of course we have homesteading here. So sometimes you'll see the taxes and it may depend on who does does a person owning it now live in it full time? Do they not live in it full time? So we know like how accurate are those property taxes for that particular home And right now, one of the biggest issues is actually roofing um, because a lot of places around here want the roof to be less than 10 to 15 years old, even to even insure you. So it might be worth your money to spend five or 10,000 extra dollars to get a house that has the newer roof. If you're kind of torn between the two, because the other house, they're going to make you put a new roof on it anyway. And so then you're out that money, which you may have to do as quick as like 30 days after closing, depending on which house you're buying. So... The, the timeline there and the, the monthly fees really can fluctuate depending on what you need. Um, but number eight on our list is pets. Um, we need to know if you have pets and we need to know what they are. So, like, that's really important. So, like, it's fine. Like, even with, like, dog breeds. Like, I, I have huskies. And here in Florida, huskies are deemed as an aggressive breed. Now, mine are not. Like, they do get they get wild but like they're they don't they don't attack so but they are known as being an aggressive breed and so when you get into that situation you need to know where you're going to um where where you're going to need to be located are you going to get a house with a fence can you add a fence that kind of stuff so it works um uh really well with that but we also get people who have like rabbits and parrots and stuff and there's certain areas like if you have indoor rabbits it's a little easier but if you have outdoor rabbits um you're not going like orange County's not going to work because like they don't allow that type of thing uh there so we we just need to really be fixated on that the, obviously your pet is an integral part of your life you're not going to get rid of them because you're moving um but 
we need to make that easier because we don't get it shocked by the HOA, you know, when we're outside your inspection period and you can't get your money back. And then you're like, oh, by the way, like I had a ferret like the whole time and <laughs> didn't tell anybody. And that has happened to me. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, adding on to the dogs, uh, weight restrictions, um, not even just for, for breed, but weight. I, I was shocked when uh, I saw a lot of HOAs stop at 60 pounds. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I mean... You know, a retriever is going to be a little bit more than that. So um, knowing that and usually there's like a two, four legged pet limit. Um, So seeing, you know, people have dogs and cats and I mean, technically you're not supposed to have more than two. But I mean, if the cats don't go outside, you you never know. But um, yeah, I, I ran into that situation the other day. Actually, I was reading through the HOA documents and I was like, oh boy, well, you have five pets. This is uh, it's not going to work. <laughs> it's yeah. not going to work out very well. <laughs> yeah, I know Polk County. I think you can have eight is like the, the cutoff. Like they're like, you can have eight four legged animals, which really gets, I mean, it's a lot. So like, <laughs> so the Polk County you can go nuts, but like you can't in some of these other counties. So we can just direct you to the right place. Um, okay. Uh, number nine. Okay. Uh, pools. I think that is one of the biggest things in Florida. Um, do you want a pool? Yes, I'm, assu- I'm assuming. Um, <laughs> and can you put a pool? We have a lot of people, especially from the north, uh, they have above ground pools. That is not the case around here. Um, because of hurricanes, a lot of damage. I mean, you can't can't just see a pool flying out in the wind. I yeah. mean, just not going to work. So a lot of HOAs are restrictive about above ground pools and adding a pool in after the fact is a ton of money um, around what? 50, 60,000 for a very basic, for a very one, yeah. basic, um, not very big one. And the delays right now are extraordinary. I think what I've seen some people on our group say it's about a year, year and a half. Sometimes, yeah. Um, and just making sure you actually have the space for it too. I mean, you have to have clearance on both sides of your yard, what, five feet? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so you want to make sure you have that clearance because you can't just be on your neighbor's property. Um, so knowing if you want a pool, getting a pool um, or getting a home with a pool already is honestly the way to go to avoid a lot of these delays and frustrations. Yep. I would, well, also with that, even if you can find a place, if we're like, hey, you could build a pool here, or if someone's telling you, hey, you could build a pool here. because uh, So the, the smallest amount of space you need is seven feet. So that's going to get the small like caterpillar machine back there. Um, so seven feet, and we're talking like if there's an AC unit, like it needs seven feet to kind of weave around there. But also if your neighbor has a fence, like at the end of the the row there, like they have a fence that sticks out there, they're going to have to remove their fence for the time it takes for your pool to be built, which can be months. Like once it actually starts getting there, it, we're talking three or four months, depending on if you want the, the bird cage that adds an extra month onto it. But um, you will have to get your neighbor to be agreeable to not have a fence for several months and you'll rip it down and you're gonna have to like resod the yard. You have to re you pay to put up their side of the fence typically. So it's very expensive personal perspective. I would literally buy a house that already had the pool I want. And I would take the hundred thousand dollars that would take for me to get this dream pool and gut the entire inside of the house and redo it. So before I added a pool, just the effort, like I think the effort and the time and the money that you would spend would be so much more valuable in just revamping the inside of a house that already had the pool done because you'd just see so much more value out of it. 
Yeah. And number 10. That'll be me. Um, I'm glad we kind of left this one for last because it's it's what they always tell you in real estate. Location, location, location. Tell us where you need to be. If you have a workplace, if you have a friend that lives down here and you want to be close by, I've had that happen a couple times. Um, we can, there, are, there are some restrictions on what we can do with location, how we can search. But if you give us an address of where you want to be, we absolutely can. Or if you just say what well, we hear all the time, I want to be close to Disney. But do tell us how close is close to you. Because for me, 45 minutes to an hour is close enough. 30 minutes or under, I mean, you're going to be competing with investors, but maybe you need to be that close. So let us know what you need to be close to. Um, in addition to Disney, maybe like if you know that you have a job down here already lined up and you know where it is, or if you need to be near the VA medical center or like all of these different options, like these help us to be able to give priority to the places that you need and and let us know the priority of these things and the range uh, around these, uh, around these places, because that is, these are all factors that are going to help us narrow in and have us send you fewer and fewer listings, but more and more accurate listings. Because I mean, I can send you a list of 50, 100 listings, sure thing, but that's useless. If I can send you five that you love, we're both happier. Um, so that's the goal is to hone in, tailor, just customize it to you as much as possible. Yeah, and sometimes it actually can be, hey, I want to be a certain distance from the park. So they think, oh, I need to be in Windermere. But really, like, with how the winding roads are, I mean, if you're in Windermere, you actually have to like go around Magic Kingdom, like kind of through it by the Grand Floridian, over, out, in, and then to the parking lot. And sometimes it's actually just quicker to go from Hunter's Creek, like over there. So as far as timing goes as well, it can really fit things. And I also... I've gotten better about like helping talking people through this, but we'll get people a lot that want to pick their location based on a hobby or an activity that their kid is currently really into. Um, so I'll have somebody that's like, Hey, my daughter's really into dance. So I need to be very, very close to the dance studio. And obviously like, it might be a situation where your kid's like the next Barishnikov or something, but like probably not. So they may get over that eventually and they're not going to be, you know, the next David Beckham. They're not going to be, they may, you know, like, Hey, I, I liked baseball last year and now I want to play hockey. And it's mm -hmm. like, okay, well we moved here because you wanted to be close. Like we picked this based around something my kid wanted. And it's very, I mean, obviously that's your own personal choice, but I do try to guide people as much as I can to be like, okay, well, when I was nine, like I wanted to, you know, be a cowboy kind of thing. So like, and then I didn't. So like that, so just keeping it in mind. And for most people, they're like, you know what? You're completely right. Like, I get it. Like it's always been this way, but like, should I buy my house based around that? Maybe not. So just keep it in mind and like, don't be offended if I prod a little bit, if I <laughs> will mm -hmm. ask questions, cause I probably will. And I'll try to be like, are you sure? If you are, I will gladly sell you a house next to the dance studio or by the the equestrian horse place because I really into horseback riding or whatever. But uh, just make sure you're you're collectively location wise. And the, you mentioned the VA hospital; that's a really good one as well. Um, we get so many people that that's where they need to go and they frequent. It, I mean, it sounds like funny and weird to be like, how close is it to a hot to a hospital in general? Mm -hmm. But we do get people that want to make sure they're by a hospital, um, and they they want to make sure they're close by. Yeah. But, yep. So that is going to do it. So that's ten things that you can do to help us help you. 
help everybody to get a house and get going. And uh, so if you do want to reach out to us, uh, again, feel free to use our contact form at movingtoorlando.com. Or you can uh, reach out directly to Drake, D-R-A-K-E, at movingtoorlando.com. Or Danielle, D-A-N-I-E-L-L-E, at movingtoorlando.com. And uh, yeah, that'll do it for us this time.